So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Genezareth. For some of your versions, it will have Sea of Galilee. And saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put a little, put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night long and caught nothing. Yeah, wasting my time. But nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Verse 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish to the point that their nets were breaking. So they signaled to their partners and said, y'all, come on, y'all, come on. The ones in the other boats and said, come and help, come and help, come Come on, we need y'all, we need y'all. And the Bible says that they came and filled both the boats to the point that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me. For I am a sinful man, oh Lord. Uh, that's enough for right now. I just want to talk about um, chapter 22 in our epic series. I want to talk about the reason for this reversal. The reasons for this reversal. Lord, I thank you for your anointing that is already in the room. Preach me out of myself. Use me to your glory. And God will have no doubt about it that when we leave this place, we'll be better for being here because we've sat at your feet and heard your word. And we endeavor to obey that that we have heard. We thank you now, oh God. Bless these your people like you've never done it before. In Jesus' name, amen may be seated in the presence of God. The reasons for this reversal. On last week, we interviewed a man who needed a comeback. And uh, the Holy Spirit pushed me to continue uh, in this vein of comeback. Although I wanted it to be a one-sermon message and move on to something else, uh, the Holy Ghost brought me, brought my attention to the truth that everybody likes a comeback. 
uh, I know, I know you have your, your picks and your chooses, but we find ourselves um, rooting for the underdog. Um, though there are some of you in the room that are LeBron James fans. Um, and when LeBron was playing and winning, um, everybody, those who were fans, were happy that they were going to the championship. But there were those people who felt like they wanted the other team to win. Some of you may not be LeBron James fans. Maybe you are Golden State Warriors fans. And, and, and Golden State had been dominating the championships for a few years now. But there were some people that wanted somebody else to win. They wanted to see a comeback. Even if your team is winning. I, I listen to guys talk about sports all the time. I am one. And, and so uh, in my listening, I would hear, uh, did you see the game last night? Mm, yeah. And the response would be, yeah, I saw the game. But did you see about the fourth quarter when they started coming back? And they talked about the comeback. And even if the comeback wasn't successful, it made the game better. Because it showed some competition in the sport. Everybody likes to see a comeback. Uh, as we were interviewing Naaman last week, we found that, 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 that Naaman had uh, gained a lot in life and that... Uh, he had done a lot and he had uh, acquired a lot, but there was something in Naaman that was, that was on the verge of taking all of that away. He needed a comeback. But in order for Naaman to get his comeback, he needed to do something. He needed to think different. Say think different. Mm -hmm. Naaman had to have an inlook to change his outlook. He had to examine what was on the inside of him that was going to cause the, the death of the outside of him that would ruin everything that he had accomplished so far. And so, and so we, 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 we follow Naaman's progress and we determine the truth that many people often overlook. This is it. God gets excited about the opportunity for comebacks. I, I, I can't say in the room that you get it because most of you didn't get excited because you don't want to be where you are. But really, I just told you something more shout-worthy than what, what Pastor just told you. Okay, all right, let me make sure I'm in the room. Now, maybe I'm in the wrong room. Anybody in here going through? I took the R off of it because when you really when you're going through, that means you don't like it, but you can handle it. When you're going through, that means I got to stop something. Something got to change. This is this here ain't working. I, I just wondering. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm preaching to my online audience or something. Uh, 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 if you're going through, I just gave you something to shout about because God gets giddy. Uh, with an opportunity to perform a comeback in your life. As a matter of fact, he is the great architect of the great reversal. Uh, God knows how to turn things around. 
Oh, you don't believe me? Let me give you a little proof real quick. A, 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 a giant was prepared to defeat the armies of Israel. But God turns it around with a little boy and some stones. He knows how to turn things. Hunger of 5,000 turns into a feast with two fish and bread because God knows how to turn things. One of the greatest, anybody need a promotion? One of the greatest promotions that God has ever performed was when he turned, took a boy who was sentenced to a pit, sold to Potiphar, winds up in prison, and promotes him to the penthouse. God knows how to turn things around so that you won't get sleepy today turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor god is turning it around for you as a matter of fact comebacks and reversals are god's specialty they are they are they are they're his specialty that's what he does and he does it very well however 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 god does nothing without purpose and his motivation for the miraculous in your life is based on what he values. God is not giving you a comeback just so you can brag about it. Thank you, Philip. I use it and act like I made it up. God don't give you a comeback just for you to be back. Uh, there's a reason for the miracles scheduled for your life. Oh, y'all missed it. Let me go on this side. There is a reason for the miracles scheduled. Oh, uh, uh, some of y'all still sleepy. Some of y'all still sleepy. There is a reason for the miracles scheduled. I didn't go past tense. That schedule, that means I got some miracles on my calendar. But understanding these reasons behind the, your reversals can open up doors for greater participation in the comebacks that, you have, that have been determined for your life. You do have to understand that you have to participate in your miracles. You're not going to, be able, going to be able to sit still and God bless you and that's it. You're going to have to get up and do something. You're going to have to move something. You're going to have to make, you, you're going to have to push. You, God ain't going to give you a job at the house. You're wasting time crying about it. Dry your eyes, get yourself together, fix your face, arch your eyebrows if you're a woman, and then and, and change your clothes. And yeah, look at me. And then and, and, and get out and do something and watch God move. Hmm. Okay, all right, some of y'all ain't convinced. Let me keep convincing. Let me keep pushing. There are two signs that reversal is on the way. Two signs, two signs. Sign number one is God will allow your efforts to be unsuccessful. That's a sign. That's a sign. That's a sign. If you've been trying and it ain't working, 
that's a sign that God, you a prime candidate for a reversal. Yeah. Yeah. In the text, uh, let, me, let me give it in the Bible. In the text, Jesus is conducting a Bible study. He's standing on the shore teaching the people. And as Jesus is teaching, more people are coming. He's teaching and people, after a while, there is a multitude of people out there. And I can see them. Jesus teaching and people talking about, what, why? How, I can't hear. Turn the mic up. Jesus is talking. I can't see Jesus. I hear him talking, but I can't see. And Jesus hears the people complaining that they can't hear or see him teaching. And so Jesus turns around to the guys. He says, uh, who, who boats are these? Peter's hand goes up and, 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 and John and James' hand goes up. These are our boats, sir. He says, well, can I borrow one of them? Sure, you can borrow one of them. And, and, and the Bible says that Jesus gets in one of the boats and asks them, can y'all just push me out a little bit into the water so that more people can see and hear me? Uh, I don't know. That ain't in my nose, but it's in the room. A dangerous church, we got to push Jesus out in the water more. What does that mean? That means we got to go out and tell more people that the spirit of God hovers here. And that the power of God changes here. And that the love of God is fluent here. And if you push him out, oh, y'all need Bible. The Bible says, and if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw unto me. He climbs in the boat and they ask him to push the boat out a little ways out from the land. And then Jesus continues to give the lesson that he was giving previously. Now, this is interesting. This is interesting. When Jesus asks whose boat is this, He's talking to whoever's out there. After he gets in the boat, he directs his questions and comments to one person. He starts talking to Simon. Uh, Y'all don't know Simon, do you? Simon is the cussing Peter. You know, he gets his name changed later on, but, 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 but his, his real name is Simon. Simon is the part of him that will cuss you out, that will kick your behind for GP, that will turn the place out. Simon is the one that moves the furniture. Simon is the one that smoke comes out of when the city gets smoked out. Simon is the one who will get him a little something to drink to get his nerves right or roll him up something to smoke to calm his. Uh, Simon is the one. And he starts talking to Simon. Mm, uh, can I tell you that the process of your reversal might start in a, as a corporate event but quickly ends up as a personal encounter. Uh, uh, uh. Some of you came in this room today looking for answers to your questions. And if you look around you, there's a whole lot of people around you. And it's, your answer starts out as a corporate uh, response or as a corporate uh, 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 message. But after a while, as the deeper I get into this word, your encounter will leave me and go to a one-on-one. With Jesus. 
People are present, but the process is private. Oh, look at how y'all looking at me. Let me go on up your street for a minute. The press of your problem will stimulate an encounter with God. Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. To the extent that that junk pop off is the extent of your prayer life. There are some things that happen in our lives that make us really call on God. Not that superficial, you know, hold hands and bow your head. Not that I'm going to pray with whoever else is praying. There are some things that happen in our lives that make you lay down on your own face and turn over your own plate and, and call out to God for you. I don't need no prayer partner for this. Prayer partners are nice, but I ain't got time for you to answer your cell phone. I ain't got time for you to get back with me after I leave this message because you may call me and you may not call me. And what I need, I need right now. And I don't have time to wait on you. I ain't got time for you to find the scripture that I need. I just got to go ahead for myself and say, Jesus! I'm sorry for hollering. I'm sorry. And when these times happen in our lives, the room could be crowded, but I act like ain't nobody there but me. Anybody had one of them praises in you that you just said, bump y'all, I'm going to get this on my own. I don't care if the musician's playing or not. I don't care if my neighbor going to get with me or not. You can even look at me and frown your face up like I'm getting on your nerves. But I'm going to step on your toe, kick over your purse. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to, in order to give God praise. Because the truth of the matter is, don't nobody know like I know. When the issue gets big enough, we start putting ourselves in position for turnaround. I don't know. Maybe I ain't got you yet. Anybody in this room ever had this thing? I don't know what your this thing is. Your this thing is different from my this thing, but everybody in here got a this thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. This thing right here, this thing right here, this thing right here. Right here, this thing right here, this one right here. This thing right here is about to make me crack up. I need a change in my life. This this thing right here, right here, right here, this thing right here is about, I, you know what? I, I'll slap the hell out of my neighbor uh, and get them out of my way because this thing right here done got on my nerves. I, I done prayed all the prayers that I know to pray. I done took all the steps that I know to take. I proclaimed all the proclamations I could proclaim. I done saturated my atmosphere. I done danced till my feet hurt and ain't nothing changed. What happens when you do all the right things but it doesn't produce the, produce the right outcome? I stopped smoking for this. At least before I start trying to trust Jesus, I could get me something to drink and it'll soothe my nerves. At least for a little while, I could forget about my troubles. For a little bit. And when my troubles start coming back, I would remedicate myself. 
But now I am trying to trust God and still got to face this thing right here. Uh, I, I, I got to talk to the saved, saved folk now. Man. Yeah, I done talked to y'all half saved people. Now, let me talk to the saved people. I'm faithful, but I'm still falling. I tithe, give offering, give sacrificially, give to my pastors, and I'm still failing. My prayer don't seem to be moving the problem. And the truth of the matter is, for real, for real, though, for real, though, for real, for real, my patience has run out. You are a candidate for a reversal. Second proof, second proof I give you, I got to go because I'm taking too long. Second proof I got to give you is God will ask you to do something that don't make sense. Reversals require us to embrace the unusual and do the unnatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verse 4 says, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. And let down, I do the preacher, boys, because Jesus had got to a preacher. Let down your nets for a catch. Ah, Jesus says, Simon, you notice he ain't talking to everybody now? Simon, take this boat out to deep waters. We're going to catch some fish. Uh, can, I, can I give it to you like I see it, and then I'll be done? Peter, James, and John, the son of Zebedee, had a fishing business together. They had a business partnership. It was a successful fishing business. As a matter of fact, they were the leading fishing business in the city. <sighs> they had just got off work and was cleaning their nets when Jesus shows up and decides to have church on the seashore. Listen, listen. When you getting off work, you ain't got time to be fooling with nobody. Especially when your supervisor been riding you all day. I'm tired. You what? I'm tired. Uh, I don't want to be bothered and I'm aggravated and agitated because I've been fishing all night long and I ain't caught nothing. <sighs> mm, 
it's not like I'm, I'm a novice at this. It's not like I'm a beginner fisherman. I am a master fisherman. I know how to fish. I know when to fish. I know what type of fish they catch. I know how the fish bite. I know how the moon uh, 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 affects the waters and the motion, motion of the ocean, how it works with me catching fish. And I've been out here all night long. I got experience. I got knowledge. I got history. I got background. I got instincts in the job and the art of fishing. And then Jesus says, go out against what I know. Jesus will challenge us against our experiences. Wait a minute now. Hold on. Do what? Go out in the deep water. Take your nets with you and let's catch some fish. Oh, wait, hold, hold on, hold. If read the text, read the text when you ain't got nothing to do. When you get home, uh, uh, he says, Master, I've been, we've been fishing all night long and have not caught anything. Oh, no, I know y'all like that Bible, but I, I, I like the John version. The John version says, look here, bruh. No disrespect, no disrespect. I understand you're a pastor and preaching all that. I get all that. I appreciate you for all that. First, giving honor to God, who's the head of my life. But let me tell you this, bruh, you don't know nothing about no doggone fishing. First of all, don't disrespect me by coming to my territory and telling me what I already know ain't happening. I didn't go into your carpentry shop and tell you how to build no table. You a carpenter, ain't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. And no disrespect. I ain't trying to come against you. I ain't trying to bump up on you. But I know you You don't know nothing about no fishing. I know how to fish. And you trying to tell a master fisherman how to fish. No offense, Jesus. No offense. But deal in your lane. Work what you know how to work with and leave my stuff alone. Uh, y'all, look how y'all looking at me. I know some of y'all trying to act like y'all don't get with that analogy, but you do it to Jesus every day. When he tells you to do something, you tell Jesus, stay in your lane. I got this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I hear you, Jesus, and I know you can turn it around, but I've been doing this longer than you. Why should I listen to somebody that ain't on the job with me? You ain't the one that's dealing with his foolishness. Why should I listen to your advice? You own the cattle on a thousand hills. The silver's gold. The silver's yours and the gold is yours. You ain't never been broke. So how you gonna tell me how to come into abundance? Uh, role reversal reason reason reversal reason number one is Jesus wants to show you who he is okay let me deal with it Simon's fishing go out go out to the deep cast your nets we gonna catch some fish Simon's reality fish don't feed in the daytime too hot deep water ain't for nets it's for poles with weights. 
Nets are for shore fishing as well as for smaller fish. The fish of the deep are larger and the nets are not strong enough to handle the weight of large fish. Plus, the fabric of the net is not heavy enough to sink to the depths where the fish are. Jesus, you don't know what you're talking about. The elements are not conducive to the reversal. The calamity is not conducive to a comeback. Plus, I've tried it all night long, and it has not worked for me. Uh, Lord, Lord, I need to know how to get this in him. God, show me. Give me. Okay, all right, all right. I, I learned something this weekend, DJ. I learned something that I didn't realize before. This is a phrase that I want to give you. It's called perceptional blindness. Say it with me. Perceptional blindness. Okay, perceptional blindness refers to our brain's routine function of blocking out visual stimuli that we either do not expect to see or that we feel is irrelevant. This, 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 this blindness allows our brains to focus on one particular thing and block out any distractions. Okay, not only can we block out things that our brains determine that we do not need to see, but it also fills in gaps where we are truly not seeing anything. Okay, all right, all right. Pam, this bless me right here. Bless me real good, man. Uh, 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 everybody, no matter what your vision score is, is blind. I'm not talking spiritual. There are spots in our eyes that cannot see. And they are called blind spots. I wonder that's why Jesus kept healing blind people. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Although we can't see through these blind spots, our brain fills in the gaps, allowing us not to notice the areas that we blind in. Which means now, although I can't see, my brain tells me I can. And so it's blocking and then giving vision, blocking and then placing vision. What I'm at, I'm actually seeing nothing and I see something. Oh. Okay. Uh-oh. I won't go that that line. Uh, some of y'all jealous people. Uh, okay, I'll put it like this. If you look for something hard enough, you'll find it whether it's there or not. Uh, uh, I 
know some of y'all uh, y'all proclaim how spiritual you are and your spiritual vision is keen and all that, but I came to tell you in many areas you blind as a bat. And what you think you see, you don't even see at all. And God wants to show us that he is the only one with perfect vision. So when it seems like God doesn't make any sense, the truth of the matter is he's making the most sense of all. Because he sees more than we could ever possibly see. All right. Reversal number two. Reversal reason number two is Jesus wants to show you who you are. He wants to show you who he is. Number two, he wants to show you who you are. Our experiences and history can trick us into believing that we know the right direction and that our way is the best way. The saddest people that I've counseled are people who come to you and say, I don't have the answer, but won't accept the answer that you give them. Pastor, I don't know what to do. Apostle, I don't know what to do. And you say, well, the word of the Lord says A, B, C, D, and E. Oh, no, I don't, I don't think that's going to work. I don't believe I can do that. You just said you don't know what to do. Uh, don't allow your mind to talk you out of your miracle. Some of y'all are trying to rationalize the supernatural. You cannot rationalize God because God is irrational. God is not conventional. You can't conventionalize God. You can't depart God too big for your box. Okay, I'm going to get on your nerves a little bit longer. Our arrogance held up against God's ability is sinful. Listen, beloved, when you are in a need for a comeback or you're in a need for a turnaround or a reversal, you can't come arrogantly to God. Your way ain't working. If it did, you wouldn't need an audience with it. But we will come arrogant and say, well, this is what I'm doing. This is my idea. You just don't do it your way. Bless my way. Some of y'all think you're going to get without giving. And so you go every week and play your number. Thinking and pray about it. God, you said in your word that the wealth of the wicked is stored up, laid up for the righteous. God, this is my grandmama birthday. And I, I just know my grandmama birthday gonna fall. I need you to lay your hands on the number people, Jesus. Let the machine trip out my number. Oh, y'all know. And then y'all tell that lie. God, if you bless me, first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bless the church. Church, I ain't gonna have to worry about nothing. You lying. Can't even find it. Oh, I can prove it. I, I, I ain't in my message, but so what? Uh, I can prove it. Y'all, uh, pastor, pray for me a child. We pray and fast. I'm hungry, losing weight. I'm trying. I got to maintain this figure. 
and I'm losing weight for you to get a job. And as soon as you get a job, we can't find you. Where you been the last six months? Well, I had to work. Then I look at the tithing record, and your name ain't on there nowhere. Okay, I understand if you work on Sundays, but we have all kinds of giving. Text giving, pigeon giving, uh, uh, online giving, monkey giving. You can give a snail a dollar, and he'll crawl it up in here. We got so many types of giving. You can give, uh, and I ain't seen you nowhere. And your excuse is, you working a job I prayed for you to get. I don't waste too much time, all right? My guests ain't gonna come back because they think we hold church too long. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What you need from God cannot be performed by you. You see, you see, Jesus will allow you to see your own limitations in comparison to his limitless capabilities. Peter disagreed with Jesus's prescription for catching fish. Yet, I got to give Simon some credit. He says, he truthful. God, I don't believe this. This ain't gonna work. This is crazy. But, I'm gonna try it. Cause last night, I didn't catch nothing. Ah, uh, y'all don't hear me. Uh, 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 wait a minute. See, see, y'all, y'all got to understand Peter's background. Peter needs to catch some fish. Peter, fish means money, coins, revenue. Wait, wait, wait. Peter owns a house in the town. In the affluent section of town, Peter got a mortgage. Ah, uh, listen now, y'all. Y'all don't think they live in life. Wait, 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 wait. I can take even a step further. Peter's mother-in-law lives with them, which means Peter got to take care of his family and his mother-in-law. Now, the reason that Peter's mother-in-law could possibly be living with life is the only child to do what you couldn't do. Uh, he didn't need another method for the miracle. Uh, uh, he used what Peter failed at in order to bless him. Oh, wait a minute now. Now, Pete, Pete, this is what I need you to do, partner. I need you to take them same nets that didn't catch no fish. I need you to take that same boat that didn't know where to go to find the fish. And I want you to throw it in the same, in some different water. Wait. Same boat. Same fish. Same nets. Same fishermen. Deeper water. right over your head. I'm going to take what you got and push you further with it than you were willing to push yourself. Uh, 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 Peter, take the same stuff you fell with and let's go. Let's ride, partner. Let's ride. Reversal reason number three is Jesus has to convince you so he can use you. Some of y'all are on the fence when it comes to Jesus. 
when you're around Jesus' people, you with him. When you're not around Jesus' people, you ain't sure. You quiet about it. But, 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 but when you've been delivered out of some real stuff, you don't care who like you or don't. You don't care who agree or you'll stand right in the face of a Muslim and say, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. You may not agree with me, and baby, you all right. I love you anyway, but I'm for the Lord. I feel like Moses. Moses says, who on the Lord's side? Uh, Jesus trying to get some of us off the fence. Yeah, yeah, I'm saved today, but I ain't really saved tomorrow. I'm saved the next day. I'm saved on church meeting days, but I ain't saved on the off days. I, I, I live for God this day, but I don't live for God for that day. God says, I got to take you through some stuff to reverse you so you won't have no doubt about who you serve. God's plan and Peter's obedience blessed him so much that he was forced to share the miracle catch with those around him. You remember the text says that they got so many fish that the net started breaking. And they start signaling. Come on, come on, come on. I need some help. Wait a minute now. Which means now, mama, that Peter wasn't the only failure on the beach. We didn't catch no fish. But the way they were biting last night, you didn't catch no fish either. So Jesus says, I'm going to bless you with enough to bless everybody around you that's a failure like you. That's why you got to get off the fence. You can't hide your testimony. Yeah, you had a baby out of wedlock. Yeah, you struggle with your sexuality. Yeah, you smoke and get high and still struggle with smoking and getting high. Yeah, you take a drink too. You got to be able to testify. I do this, but I trust God. And I, the more, I did it a lot this time. But daily as I walk with him, he's sanctifying me. He's changing me. He's motivating me for miracles. He's turning my situation around. And I may be here today, but watch me in a few weeks. I'm going to be a little further. Watch me in a few months. I'm going to be a little further. Watch me, and then I'm going to be able to testify. I used to do it, but I don't do it no more. Most of y'all in the room want to turn around just for you. Uh, you want to come back just for you. You, you, you want a breakthrough just for you. You want a financial miracle just for you. And let me tell you something. Blessing only you is a limitation that God refuses to place on himself. God ain't going to never bless you just for you. And the reason that you ain't experienced a turnaround yet is he waiting on you to get out of that selfishness. Uh, God, I need a better car so I can get more people in it. God, I need more money so I can be a bigger blessing, not just for my church, but for other areas around me. Why do I want a lot of money in this church? So I can live better? No. I need more money in this church so I can bless more people. Why is it where if somebody in our church get put out, we ain't got a row of houses that they can temporarily stay in? 
got to have 20,000 members to give away some cars. All I need is y'all to give. I've been telling them, Apostle, I've always had this dream that I want to come into church and, and during time of giving, I want to tell everybody, reach up under your chair. And it'd be $100 bills all around the church. And people get them. And I say, you've been a blessing to the ministry. Now the ministry want to be a blessing to you. Give it if you want to. Keep it if you need to. I've always had that dream. And before I close my eyes, and I ain't going to be no super old man when it happens. It's going to happen. Because God knows my heart. My heart is to give. And because my heart is to give, I'll always have. See, I trust God enough that if I lost every job I got, I wouldn't lose no income. Because God will find another way. Ah, uh, uh, yes, uh, okay, just for you. God got another way. God Almighty, another way. I know you got in your mind, you got in your mind, you got in your mind, you got in your mind. What, 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 what I'm going to do, 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 do. God say, quit, get it out your mind. I got another way. Uh, uh, uh. Your table is too full of your ideas. Your table is too full of your, 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 your conscious uh, uh, recollections of how things ought to work. God say, take your arm, clear your table, and say, now, God... Here's the table. You put your way on it. This for Carla. It ain't even nobody else for Carla. If you want it, you can steal it from her. But this is for her. God is too big to bless you with a little bit. If you want to steal a little bit, ask her, can you borrow that for yourself? She'll share with you. She'll share with you. God is too big to bless you with a little bit. Oh, I'm running out of time, y'all. I'm sorry. Can y'all give me five more minutes? I'll stop. All right, listen, 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 listen. Pam, Pam. When Jesus feed, feeds the 5,000, he does not bless the people. He blessed the lunch. And the lunch blessed the people. When Jesus turns water into wine, he does not bless the wedding. He blessed the pots of water. And the pots of water blessed the wedding. God is trying to turn your situation around so that he can use you to turn other people's situation. Ah, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it over here. That means he has to give you more than you need so he can use what you got. Uh, I wish I was preaching to somebody in the room today. Yeah, 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 yeah. God wants to make your story lunch for somebody that's hungry for a comeback. Uh, uh, uh. God wants to hear, wants people to hear. I messed this up. I made the wrong decision. I did it the wrong way. But then I decided to try God. I trusted God. I never would have thought. That's the best thing I've ever heard him. I never would have thought God would have done it the way he did it. But he did it. And I'm a living testimony that if he can do it for me, 
with all the mistakes I made and continue to make, he will definitely do it for you. Luke 5.10b says, and Jesus said to Simon, be not afraid, for now you will be fishes or catch me. The consequence of your comeback is that God's name must be magnified. If you want a reversal, if you want to come back, you got to make up in your mind that I'm going to be like a broke refrigerator. I ain't going to be able to hold nothing. I'm going to tell everybody that want to listen. And if you don't want to listen, you might want to leave my company. Because I'm going to tell everybody, God brought me out. God delivered me. Anybody here been healed of cancer? You proudly wear pink. You proudly wear your, 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 your uh, survivor ribbons and pins because you want everybody to know God healed me of cancer. And I don't care whether you think he'll heal or not, but I can tell you he healed me. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God wants to be magnified. Normally right here, this way I'm finna tune up and hoop a little bit, but I ain't got time. My time done run out. So I'm gonna have to talk this out quickly and sit my big hips down. I'm done. I'm done. But I got to tell you this. The last line of the text is the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. <sighs> to the economist, it's dumb. To the prognosticator of common sense, it makes no sense at all. Uh, Y'all want to hear it? Dumb line, dumb line of text. After all that miracle, miracle catch a fish, they got more fish than they can hold. Boats full. Not only are the boats full, the boats are sinking. Because they got so much fish. I told you, Peter got a mortgage. Peter got a wife and children. And a mother-in-law. All them at the crib. And got to pay for everybody. Because if they at the house, Peter the only one working. Ah, wait, done. Here we go. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. If you look at different translations, they say they dropped the nets and followed him. Did I tell you that Peter, James, and John own the fishing business? Did I tell y'all that? Did I tell you that they hadn't made any money for the day? Because they've been out all night fishing and didn't catch nothing? Now they got a Holy Ghost fish finder. That, wait, wait. They with a man that can tell them where the fish are. They with a man that controls the biological structure of fish and changes when they want to eat. They serve a man where, who can make fish nosy and come from the deep to the, to the surface to get caught. They with a man who, who changes the temperature on the water 
so that the fish feel comfortable, fat close to the sunlight. They're with a man who, 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 who knows how deep the deepest fish is and knows when to tell him to come up and get in the net. They are with a man who adds weight to weightless nets to allow the net that normally floats on top of the water to sink down in the deep so that the fish won't have any problem making their reservations for the net. Uh, 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 if it was me, the economist in me says, offer Jesus a piece of the business. Jesus, Jesus, look, look, man. I, I, ain't, I ain't know you were going to do it like that. Listen here, listen here. Me, Peter, and James, me, James, and John have had a conversation. We want to offer you a piece of the business. We, we'll give you a piece of it. Just, 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 just hang, just hang. Just tell us where the fish are. We'll go get them. We'll come by your house. You ain't even got to ride out here with us. You just, you just work from home. Tell us when the fish going to show up, and we'll go show up and get the fish. The, the common sense man says, I ain't going to follow you. I need you to follow me. That's what y'all do. Let me show you. What we tell Jesus is, Jesus, turn my situation around. Give me a comeback. I'm not going to follow you. I need you to follow me. And in exchange, I'll give you a tenth of whatever you bless me with. And then I'll give you an offering tip. But I'm not going to drop what I am and drop what I'm doing to follow you. I need you to follow me. I need you to bless what I'm doing instead of me doing what you blessing. And I'll give you 10 percentage. Some of y'all, in a few minutes, are going to try to tip God from following you. I figured I'd end talking about money that way I won't hoop, because they ain't going to shout when I talk about money. I ain't asking for nothing special. But these dudes, net full of fish, boats, full of fish and looks at the prophet. I got prophet in hand. And Jesus walks away with them holding the net. When Jesus gives you a turnaround, he expects you to glorify him. He don't wait around to see if you will. There is an expectation of his worthiness. See, you're not building Jesus' ego. He already knows he's great. And they look at the catch. They leave the boats. They drop the nets. And they follow him. Don't squeeze your miracle to the point that you strangle the message. These men drop temporary provisions to walk behind the provider because they understood that if God could turn this situation around, that means he has some more turnarounds in him. 
if God could bring me back from this, he got more comeback in him. I came to warn y'all here as they playing dinner music. I came to warn y'all here. You in the right position for a turnaround. You in a prime position for a comeback. But don't get stuck counting fish. 